0: Huge molasses tank explodes in North End, 11 dead, 50 hurt. Giant wave of 2,300,000 gallons of molasses, 50 feet high, sweeps everything before it. 100 men, women, and children caught in sticky stream. Buildings, vehicles, and L structure crushed. Search for more victims during the night. No escape from gigantic wave of fluid. Headline, The Boston Post. Thursday, January 16th, 1919.
1: On the north
2: end, by the big band, the tank was in repose
1: Purity stood close to Willow and surely could handle the load. Sailors were sweating, shedding their
3: overcoats. The temperature rose. Put a chink in the armor, a winter too warm. Unleash
0: a motherlord. Hi and welcome back to Tabletop Garden. It's an actual play podcast where we collaborate on short, self-contained stories about interesting characters, and we do it with an agenda. I'm Gregory Avery Weir. Thank you so much for listening. If you're enjoying the show, please talk about it to your friends, post about it, retweet the announcements I post on Twitter at Weir. Rate us on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts, and if you want to get the next episode a week early, which will be particularly relevant for the dramatic cliffhanger at the end of this one, you can go to Patreon at patreon.com slash Gregory Avery Weir, and if you support me at any amount, you'll get episodes a week early and then a postmortem episode for This campaign where I talk about how I planned it and so on. I did one of those for Ego Driver. I think I like a lot how it turned out, and uh, I plan to do one for this season as well. And if you already support me, thank you very, very, very much. This campaign of Tabletop Garden is The Great Molasses Flood, a tale of weird historical fiction about a real-life disaster using the Rosette Diceless system that Melissa and myself created. We are Future Proof Games, and you can get more information on Diceless at RosetteRPG.com. Our agenda, as always, is to honestly portray diverse characters, pursue healthy play practices, and craft story with social responsibility. For this campaign, we're also working to make our play consensus-based, story-focused, and improvisational. Now back to Tabletop Garden, The Great Molasses Flood. Hello, everyone. Welcome to our second session.
3: How is everybody doing? I'm okay.
0: I'm okay. I'm
2: good. I'm still functioning. I think I haven't actually checked to checked in with anyone to see how I am, but uh, <laughs> I, I, I'm told I'm fine. When at last report uh, uh, a little while back, and I have no reason to disbelieve it. So,
3: do you have a ticket in?
2: Yes. Yes, I put a ticket in a while ago. And they said that it was, it's, it's according to the status report, it's in process right now. So um, apparently once once QA gets back to me, uh, then uh, they'll, they'll let me know if I'm truly okay. But apparently, uh, thus far, my systems are functional.
1: I'll just say I'm doing fine.
0: <laughs> awesome. How are we feeling about the campaign so far? You've had a, a week at this point to reflect on our, our first recording any thoughts? Anything we want to do to adjust the, the contract we discussed? Anything like that?
3: I reviewed it when you sent it out, and it seemed fine to me. Yep, it seems good to me. Thank you, by
2: the way, for clarifying about the situation in the contract with the animals. Uh, for some reason, I'd gotten into my, into my head that it was the same as we were doing for children, Mm-hmm. Uh, which yeah. is that they they can be present, but just we don't have any harm come to them. For some reason, I thought animals could also be present. Um, but then when you send it back through, and also, of course, you know when we we went ahead and we corrected it right at that point, mm-hmm. and that was absolutely cool. I just, for some reason, uh, I had come away from that converse- conversation thinking it was the one way when in fact it was the other. So thanks yeah. very much for clearing that up. I appreciate it.
0: I'm happy that I noted that down, just to sort of serve as a as a contract. So that's the sort of not, I mean, not as like a, I think we say social contract, but I don't think that we're like intending it to be like a legal contract in that sense. Um, But having something written down helps to like us to be able to refer to it and all that. Sure. Absolutely. Cool. So last time you all were in the middle of a disaster on the North, at the North end of Boston in 1919, Harmony, Sam, and Lorenzo were um, all in this neighborhood when a big, enormous tank of industrial molasses storage burst open and uh, within the first few seconds washed over this neighborhood and reduced much of it to rubble. You all did your best to stay out of immediate danger yourself and help people, but you're still in this field of... Rubble and sticky molasses that is that is still sloshing viscously around, and uh, we are in the middle of a conflict scene. Your goal in this conflict is to save as many people as you can, and the consequence if you get defeated in the conflict is that the three of you die. So the current situation is that
1: we're getting our asses kicked.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, Lorenzo is um, In a different place from the two of you He's in the back of the firehouse Which the f- top two floors of, the f- of the, this Three story firehouse have Fallen and crushed somewhat The first floor so the first floor is very Low and filled with rubble And Lorenzo has, has Helped some people out but has gone back in And is currently supporting a, a beam With his shoulder and standing over Patty Driscoll who is a is a fellow firefighter? Um, who kind of Lorenzo's giving him a pep talk, um, but he's pinned under some, some rubble. Harmony and Sam are both uh, at a partially collapsed bar that's uh, a little ways away from the from the where the tank was um, at the edge of the playground. Harmony has tied herself to a, a piece of metal and Sam is sitting in a broken window and below them the cellar is slowly collapsing under the the flow of this molasses and you can tell that there there are some people kind of in the rubble in the in the bar and there's definitely someone down in the cellar who's who's calling for help uh, one of the the bar staff. I think that each of you have two afflictions and The adversary currently has the affliction diverted, and you're also dealing with an obstacle, which is that that collapsing cellar, which is an expert, an NPC serving the adversary that I'm controlling. Um, You've got an expert that is confinement, that is uh, the situation that Lorenzo is in, and then Lorenzo is also dealing with a victim that he's trying to help. So it is Harmony's turn. And I think, Lucy, I've got a note here that you wrote down a plan in your notebook.
3: I, I do, <laughs> and, and I have deciphered it Excellent. Uh, already. I've been working on that. Although I do have one question. Um, mm-hmm. It's possible that maybe you will need to edit this out afterwards, <laughs> but I cannot figure out for the life of me why I have written down the date, January 15th, 1999. <laughs>
0: Uh nineteen nineteen is probably what you meant to write. Cause, right, because it's oh, January fifteenth,
3: nineteen nineteen. Okay, okay, okay. That makes sense. I'm a... Because I was staring at that and I was like, why would I have written that? Uh, okay. Thank you. Um so currently um Harmony is has is using a piece of clothesline that um she had found in all of the Detritus uh, floating around in the molasses and um tied herself in her weird raft situation mm-hmm. um to this pole or part of masonry
0: yeah it's a bit of bit of metal support for a wall that the masonry has crumbled off of
3: so uh what she wants to do is um use her current lodging and shout some orders to the folks who are down in the bar um, and her goal is to try and use the clothesline um, and the people to get to the person who is down in the basement um, and try and pull them out. So, um, I mean, I don't know exactly what it looks like here, but I'm imagining she could try and toss the clothesline maybe to Sam first and then to another person. And maybe from her vantage point, she can say like how it needs to be positioned um, to try and get maneuver this person out. Um, My attack is going to be boosted using my skill at logistics um, and organizing people. Um, And I think that I would have an edge of field work because I have literally mm-hmm. jury-rigged the situation previously. Yeah,
0: that makes sense. So this is a mind attack
3: coming uh, in bold. Yes, at an eight.
0: Okay, that absolutely works. So Sam, are you are you kind of helping um, coordinate this?
1: Yeah, um, I'll. Um... So I was the reason I was smiling is that I, I also have the skill coordinating people, uh, so. <laughs> Excellent. It works. Um, so yeah, I'll I'll grab on and uh, and help pass it around, or help okay. help get it where it needs to go.
3: We're just a couple of coordinators. We are.
0: <laughs> so you call out to some of the people that are within the the main part of the bar, which is at the ground level, and. Um, one of them sort of stumbles still a little dazed out and you sam they walk to the window and you have no idea who they are they, they say sam sam what's what I, someone needs help and you can't recognize them because they are just covered in molasses they are oh. just coated head to foot in this brown sticky liquid and you know it's dripping off their face and so you just can't see them um, you can't see any distinguishing features They say, yeah, yeah, we can secure it around around uh, this, and they sort of get it around a bar, get the rope around a bar stool, and pass it back out the window, down into the to the hole, Um, and you've now got this pretty well secured rope that's stretching from Harmony to the bar stool, and then out the window, past Sam, and down into the cellar, and uh, you see a form just struggling through this goop down there but it's like you know how hard it is to wade through water now if this Mm -hmm. was just the stickiest stuff they're they're clearly like breathing heavily and and having a really hard time just even making any sort of headway Um, but you've now got a rope down to them that they're agonizingly slowly managing to pick up and kind of pull taut so that they can use it to help themselves get out
1: I'll um, I'll I'll try to encourage them in a calm way. Like you can do this. One more step. Just a little bit further. Come on.
0: And the obstacle that you're combating is going to attack as as they're pulling on this, and as this person is kind of added their this the person upstairs helping you is added their weight to this side of the bar. You feel just a little bit of like vibration and shifting underneath you, Sam. And uh, this rope is on the edge of the windowsill, and a piece of masonry on the windowsill, you hear a cracking noise from it, and it falls out into the cellar, and you can feel that this whole side of the building is starting to tip. (laughs) So this is an attack, a bold attack boosted with Unstable Mm -hmm. against Sam's Vigor, so that is an eight, and it has a uh, uh it has a an edge of drama
1: it does have an edge of drama
0: um oh, or should I just target your affliction you've got oh no no <laughs> mm, you don't have any you don't have any good afflictions to target
1: <laughs> uh, okay so that's an eight on my vigor um mm-hmm. my vigor's a four I cannot boost it to an eight so I'm at least going to take. Stress and or, well, stress, because I can't... If I take a third affliction, I am out mm-hmm. of the conflict, correct?
0: If you take third stress, you're out of the conflict.
1: Okay, so I just can't take any more afflictions once I have three afflictions. Right. Okay. So, important thing now is blocking the edge, which would generally happen with the aid of a resource.
0: Yeah. You need to have some way of, of blocking the kind of the dramatic, the narratively dramatic situation, since that's the edge in use.
1: Yeah. And I don't think I want to sacrifice either of my two remaining resources, one of which is a, a pocket knife or multi tool. Uh, so that would be the most likely one. I don't think I want to cough that up. So I think I will take a stress and an affliction, um, And the affliction should be, so I've got shaken, resigned, and what now
0: how how many open stress boxes will you have left after this one okay so something pretty severe would make sense
1: yeah um, hmm what about so am i at risk of falling or
0: yeah i think you're at risk of falling into the cellar yourself or of this this part of the building collapsing
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh Afflictions can be hard to come up with sometimes. Mm-hmm. Just trying to come up with the stuck between a rock and a hard place joke, but it'd be like stuck between a wall and a sticky pool and it just doesn't <laughs> just roll up
0: the tongue. Are you imbalanced? Do you end up clinging? Do you
1: Hmm. I think I like clinging. Okay. or 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 grasping. But I think grasping. I'll go with Grasping. Yeah, I'll go with grasping. Ooh, y'all. This is this is bad me so what is
0: it what does it look like what's your what happens to you
1: so with this the the wall of the building is starting to kind of buckle (laughs) basically Mm -hmm. um and we've got home skillet down in the cellar really struggling and luckily the rope i'm holding is molasses free i think so i'm not like fighting the slip decreasingly
0: yes yeah but yeah yeah. it's still right it's still got enough traction
1: Yeah. Um, but I think that I'm like trying to find anything I can brace my feet against to lessen the weight that I'm pulling on the wall. Um, so I'm trying to brace myself. Um, I'll even take a hand off the rope and brace against something if I can, like anything to like reduce the pressure of this tug of war, um, to give the wall a chance to stay stable. Uh, because if that comes down, the roof is coming down. I don't even, is there a second floor? Uh, if if so, it's coming down. Like things are going to go very bad if this wall <laughs> comes down. Uh, so, yeah, um, just trying to like hang on by my fingernails basically and keep the situation static.
0: So from from Harmony's vantage point, she can clearly see that you're kind of braced against like some parts of the foundation that are still part of the ground and not attached to this crumbling building. But uh, you probably don't look like you're in too secure of a circumstance. No. But it is your turn, Sam.
1: Oh, so God. <laughs>
0: from this precarious-ass position, looking down into this, mm. this roiling cellar of, of goop with more pouring in, you're seeing this person slowly managing to pull themselves forward. And they're now directly under you, but they now have a molasses-slick rope.
1: Oh, and God.
0: Are, they're just this mound of brown goop. Like right. they're completely coated. They're almost unrecognizable as human and are trying to pull themselves up, but they're already weak, and every bit of pressure they put on that is more weight that's being put on the wall.
1: They probably weigh half again their own weight on account of all the molasses mm-hmm. they're coated in.
3: Huh. I bet none of us are ever gonna want to eat candy again. That is not mm-hmm. true. <laughs> oh, do you
1: mean in character or out of character? <laughs> yeah, I
3: mean in character. <laughs>
1: I'm sure I'll be fine out of here. I'm so used to playing games where I have sci-fi and or magic (laughs) that I'm like, just standing here with this rope in my hand.
0: (laughs) Is there anything Harmony can see from her vantage point that might let her give a tip to Sam?
3: I I think you just need to stay the course, Sam. Um, Maybe we could... um, just to keep us, our our spirits up and our focus, let's just uh, recite some poetry together. <laughs> okay.
1: Thank you. Yes. You're um, welcome. What? Okay, let me think about how I want to set this up.
0: Does this have to do with your profession?
1: Yes. I have the skill rigging. Mm-hmm meaning rope usage so i want to burst into a recitation of hmm, who's a good poet for a good like rhythmic you know
3: work pattern of of figuring out you know of 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 work molasses to the right of them molasses to the left left of them (laughs) molasses before them roiled and slid is this
1: is this Um, an established
3: poem or are we we i was trying to do charge of the light brigade with molasses but i'm not really sure it works (laughs) uh well i am
1: not uh particularly well versed in a wide variety of poetry so um unless anyone has any suggestions we'll just say i pick a good poem I don't know, um, mm-hmm. and um, so I'm looking at this rope. I feel like I got to get the Swiss Army knife in here somewhere. My multi tool.
0: You could use your tool as a as a um, piton in a more stable part of the wall. To kind yeah. Of anchor it in, and then put the rope around that.
1: Yeah, and if there's any kind of trees around or any sort of like I don't know any kind mm-hmm. of anything yeah, I you're, could use you're that's in a very <laughs> that's what I was built up thing. Yeah, area. and you're
0: you're not able to go very far. Yeah,
1: because you're still um, clinging to this wall. So yeah, let me let me try that. Um, just to like basically, the goal is to distribute the pressure, right, so that it's not all just like set on this this one part coming through the window. So that is going to be, I think, a body attack, maybe, okay. um, using rigging with an edge from my multi tool. And that is going to be a six bold.
0: All right. I think that this obstacle that you're attacking is going to boost using its slippery and sticky skill. So you kind of put this, you put this piton in, you wrap the, the rope (laughs) around, around it, um, and slide it down into the uh, into the <laughs> rope, but unfortunately, as we've established, Vake would not like this situation. And uh, <laughs> you've you've got this this rope better secured. You're a little stable. You're you're hauling on it because you're you know you're a sailor. You're good at you probably have only done a little bit of work on tall ships. Um, yeah, given probably. that this is the early 1900s, but you probably mm-hmm. hauled rope on one before. Sure, um, rope's always useful. But this person in the basement. Uh, has, does not have much experience climbing rope and is a very in a very bad situation. And so, you're lifting and you like lift them up a few feet, and then their hands slide down the rope and they plunge into molasses and have to struggle to get themselves back up. And it's just this this Sisyphean task trying to get them up out of this situation.
1: Hmm. Okay. So did it all end up being blocked?
0: <laughs> uh, yeah. So, so Damn. no, you don't, You didn't use your edge up um, because you didn't hit with the attack. But uh, bits and pieces of this masonry are falling and you hear a clatter from inside the, uh, the bar as another part of it collapses, collapses and someone, else, someone cries out in pain.
1: Damn.
0: And now it is the turn of the flood.
1: Uh, I'll say. Uh, Yay. Harmony, I think, um, I think you're going to want to clear out of here. Well, I- I'm going to get you up here first, Sam. This, this wall is about to come down.
0: And with that, the wall (laughs) comes down. No. So the Flood's going to be doing just a standard attack against each of you. um, Using its... We'll use Horrific as the skill it's boosting with. So this is, again, going to be a body attack of 10. As first, the wall that actually... I'm going to be targeting afflictions here I knew um, it, I knew it <laughs> So this This edge is drama The adversary is targeting afflictions Which means that it's automatically going to hit And it's only doing one point of stress Because it uses up one point uh, Targeting the affliction And then it needs an edge to do a second point So with the edge of drama From The adversary this time The flood Sam, you're grasping at that wall which then collapses under your hands, what happens?
1: I think it, as it falls, it lands, like I lose my footing completely. I, I fall <laughs> and it, mm-hmm. um, it lands partly on me. It lands around me. There's just, you know, there's, there's dust and stickiness everywhere. Um,
0: are you down in the cellar or are you like on the lip of this, but covered in stuff?
1: think i'm on the lip but covered um i think it would i think it is a very precarious position i think it would not take much to tip me in um but i don't think that there was just thinking vaguely about the physics of it i know this is not quite that sort of game but um Mm -hmm. i don't know that there was much push seems as though something was kind of tipping over onto me rather than Mm -hmm. necessarily shoving me uh down the hill or whatever so um so yeah, I'm on the I'm on the edge of the of the cellar.
0: Okay, and that incapacitates you, right?
1: Uh, if it only does one stress, then no, because it just consumes mm-hmm. the affliction.
0: Oh, well, yeah, it's it it consumes the affliction, and then it's got the edge of drama, So.
1: Oh, okay. Um, then so
0: after the affliction, it's doing one stress.
1: Okay, then yes, I am incapacitated.
0: All right. So you've got the the rubble on top of you. Um, Harmony, you... No, no,
3: no, 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 no.
0: You see this happen, and then the rope pulls free from the bar stool and uh, is is caught on that piton um, that's that's stuck in the wall, and that weight pulls the rope down, and uh, the rope is pulling completely taut, and the piece of metal that it's tied to bends. And you're in danger of plummeting into the to the cellar on the on your makeshift raft.
3: Oh, uh, so if, if on the stress, I know it, are you targeting my affliction too, which is exposed?
0: Yeah, I think I'm, I think I'm targeting moored.
3: I, I've got noted oh, down. Moored. Is okay. that,
0: is that the one that, that.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Because you're, you're kind of depending on this attachment you have, which is now unstable
3: so I'm still exposed but I'm no but this will hit Mord. Yep. So my question is since it sh- takes off that affliction, I know I have to take the other one. Do I have to take it as stress or can I take a third affliction?
0: Yeah, I think for player characters if you have a slot for an affliction you haven't used this turn, you can you can put an affliction in it. Okay, that I- you haven't used this
3: conflict. Right. So. So I'm gonna take the new affliction panicked. Okay. While I try to scramble up the crumbling masonry in order not to fall into the basement.
0: Alright, so you've got inner peace, so normally you wouldn't panic at all. So this is a, this oh, is a yeah. pretty notable thing.
3: That's true. Well... Here we are.
2: Yeah,
3: my friend. My friend is molasses, and uh, I'm in danger <laughs> of going into a basement. I I guess my uh, my training didn't prepare me for this. So, well,
0: Sam, you can. You're still conscious, right? You. Can, I
1: am. I at least went down like reciting good poetry. I guess. Um,
0: but that's. This is maybe the first time you've seen Harmony show any sort of negative. Like ever. Ever see sign that she's scared or worried
1: anything other than, than a very zen like demeanor uh uh i say um, <clears throat> harmony harmony you have to calm down harmony calm down and you can get out of this
0: and lorenzo you're still kind of holding up this uh beam that's sort of supporting a lot of the ceiling above some of your companions your compatriots and uh something shifts and previously you kind of had a good stable footing but now you're kind of having to to sh- shift slightly where the where the beam is and where your feet are and you're you've been pummeled already you've been hit with rocks and so now your the beam is right where a piece of what a big brick hit you and your leg where you got uh where you were a bit of of debris swept past and and Scraped it up. Uh, it's now taking some pressure. Your affliction is targeted, and what 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 happens as this as this weight shifts on you?
2: This is a good question.
0: Um,
2: <laughs> so I think that as the weight shifts, you can see there are like bricks and things starting to fall down a little bit around me, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, I think that a the the beam that I'm supporting uh gets slammed with something okay uh from above and is going to is going to come down and uh i'm going to to be falling uh falling face first into the molasses oh wow Ooh. um so shit the upside being i'm no longer supporting the beam mm-hmm. the downside being that molasses is uh, pouring in a little bit a little bit more and i'm now covered in it so um, i'm wondering if uh, we we just said we can take a we we can take afflictions instead mm-hmm. even if we just lost one right yeah yep. so i'm i would like to take inundated Ooh, um, good ones as word. Uh, as an affliction there
0: all right so you're just coated in this face planted face first you're covered in this stuff it's in your eyes you're, you have to like swipe it away from your nose and mouth to be able to breathe and you're you're you have um, boundless endurance right so I do you still got an, uh, an additional slot for afflictions if you need it but uh, you're still in kind of a rough situation and uh, it is now confinement's turn which is your this this very situation is now going to be attacking you um, and we'll we'll attack with obscured. Um, so you're now having trouble seeing there's still rubble and stuff going past you there's now like bits of of ceiling plaster and and stuff that's that's settling and falling because of this beam collapsing and um, you're having trouble seeing where where patty is and so it is attacking a bot making a body attack against your vigor boosted with obscured and using the concealment edge uh as you're like just not able to see what it is you're trying to avoid. You're you're at times having trouble making you know like which where do I have space that I can go to where can I avoid hitting my my limbs against things. Um, so that is a six against your vigor. Boosted or bold.
2: So that is going to hit. Um, I think what we will do here is just looking at my stuff to make sure they're in a, there are no things I can pull out here. Um, I, I was looking at the thing on, on resources, and apparently I have to sacrifice a resource if I want to block the edge. And I, yeah. Oh, I see. Wait a minute. So if you, you can block one with a resource if the resource is set up to do it without having to sacrifice it, but in order to yeah. use it for off-label purposes, you have to sacrifice it. Is that right? Correct. Okay.
1: Off-label, like a good, like a good <laughs> antidepressant. <laughs> <What>? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Props to
0: Wellbutrin. Uh,
1: theoretically, a smoking cessation aid, I think, is the on-label. Name an antidepressant that Purpose. isn't, honestly. like. I think some of the new ones are. <laughs> okay. Well,
2: unfortunately, I can't think of any way that I can use a, uh, a, a fireman's pick to... Uh, in uh, a, a, a sacrificial yeah. way in this situation, so I'm just going to be stuck chewing mint leaves uh, for now. Um, so, um, I think what I'm going to do is, uh, yeah, I'm just going to take the, I have to take the stress and I will take another affliction, <laughs> which will actually only bring me up to three, since you just cleared out one for me, uh, very very thoughtfully.
0: Yeah, you'll. Um, but you still, that slot is still used for the conflict. Oh, it is? Yeah, because otherwise okay. you could just keep Letting people target your affliction and and cycle through endlessly. That is good to know. Okay. We'll be posting an errata and a clarification to that whole set of rules when the (laughs) companion book comes out.
2: Nice. Excellent. Okay. Um, So so we take this dress and then... Sorry, go ahead.
1: A related question to this. Um, So I have the trait sharing personality. Which means I can spend focus to allow someone to use my resource, one of my resources, and they can choose to mm. sacrifice it. Um, I'm not in the conflict anymore. Which means I don't have actions in the conflict. Does that mean I also am only sharing with the person in the cellar? <laughs> As opposed to my friends.
0: I think you could still share. It does whatever agenda principles is to be story focused so it would have to make sense that you're able to share that resource but
1: yeah I don't yeah, I you don't, could still use that and we're not we're not near each other so never mind but yeah I do we leave. want to
2: have a quick flashback where you hand me something <laughs> with that
1: uh, oh oh um <laughs> huh so I've used the pocket knife so it can't be that <laughs> the other the other resource I have is experience with commercial shipping and hauling and I don't think
0: I mean that that could certainly like that could be a oh I remember. Once Sam mentioned a story, about what to do when your boat is flooding or something. Oh, or your ship is flooding.
1: Yeah,
2: like I was I, I was helping uh, I was helping you with some with with some rigging real at one one time real quick just yeah. uh, when we were
1: and we uh, we're always sharing stories and and shit yeah. about our, about our various experiences. Um, so yeah, uh, I always think of this as happening. During one of the um, is it VFW meetings, um, if I have those letters in the right order. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. Yep, Veterans of Foreign Wars. Uh, yes, thank you. Um, and But yeah, yeah uh, us, us helping each other out, hanging out, and just sort of talking about, I don't know, maybe the differences between commercial work and military work even. Uh, and so yeah, I will spend my focus, and you can have the common resource of experience with commercial shipping and hauling that you okay. can feel free so to sacrifice You can <laughs> just
0: ye- use that to block the edge i think that makes sense to like what how do i deal with a high pressure flood with a yeah. bunch of stuff well, around that makes sense to block well, to block oh yeah just sort
2: of drama. i'm suddenly remembering a time when sam was telling me a story about a time one of uh, one of his ships was uh, taking on water and uh, one of the methods that used when there was stuff in the water and one of the methods Mm -hmm. that they used to sort of clear stuff out um, and try to get your bearing when you're awash. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I realized, wait a minute, no, you turn turn up instead of down (laughs) when you're floating this way. And the way you determine that is by moving your limbs out to the side and you figure out just sort of uh, based on the resistance where Mm. which limb has least resistance is the one you want to aim for. That's cool. So um, I do that and I start moving in that direction and hopefully block that edge. <laughs>
0: cool. So you've just got one stress coming your way. Are you taking it in a box or are you taking an affliction, a new affliction? Hmm.
2: I think when in doubt, take afflictions, uh, I, uh-huh. I, I, feel is a, is a good motto. Whether or not it's in fact a good motto, I guess we'll see. <laughs> uh, so I will go ahead and, uh, take the affliction <laughs> tired. <laughs>
0: I figured this is going to wear me out a bit. Okay. How about since this is your fourth one? How about exhausted?
2: We could we could parlay that into exhausted, <laughs> sure. Although, I wait a minute. I have the trouble is I don't know if that would. Oh, that's right. Boundless you have, endurance. You have yeah.
0: boundless endurance, which says you never get tired. So. I
2: never get tired, so I can't actually do that. Um. <laughs> <laughs> um. So wait, no. We, we we can we can figure something else out. My affliction is. <laughs> oh no. I, I have a. F- what is, a, what is a good adjective for covered in molasses? Um, mired. Gooped. Mired. Excellent. Good word. Goop is not a good mired. word. Mired.
0: <laughs> all right. So you're both inundated in the sense that you're like covered and flooded and, and can't yeah. see. And a lot of you're things are mired, coming at me. Which is yeah. like physically confined by all this stickiness. Yeah. Yeah. There it is. All right. So with all that in your as a terrible situation you're in it is finally your turn to act um, oh good so you're you're covered Whoa. in all of this <laughs> you've got you've got patty kind of you have you've gotten your bearings a little bit thanks to that trick that sam mentioned to you but you you've got patty like right next to you he's kind of what who you came in to help otherwise you've got all the dangers of the flood uh the flood does still have the affliction diverted Thanks to your your actions, kind of freeing up a place for it to flow. So that's a potential thing that you could target.
2: Okay. Um, and remind me, how many things are there to target right now? I think
0: the things that make sense for you to target are the flood, confinement, the you know you being trapped in this place, and victim, the, the Patty, um, who is who is who you were trying to help.
2: Okay. All right. And the only one of those that has had anything happen to it thus far has been. The adversary, correct?
0: Yep. Yeah, yeah. Both uh, okay. both confinement and victim are are unstressed.
3: And this is a hard conflict. Is that correct?
0: Yeah. Yes. This is a conflict that it was very likely that you were going to fail.
3: And I I'm aware we're doing very poorly, but how many boxes <laughs> have we gotten?
0: You've done four points of stress against it, um, out of twelve, and it's it's spent some more to to create the experts.
3: Yeah. So we're, we're actually doing great. You got this, Lorenzo. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs)
2: Um, Okay. (laughs) Let me see here. Uh, So I I feel as though it's going to be very difficult to do anything without addressing the things that are immediately in front of us here. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's if I remember the way that experts work, it's going to take time to uh, tackle the experts, whereas the uh, which which buys the uh, the the adversary more rounds to destroy mm-hmm. us. Um, so, <laughs> let me see here. All right. Yes. Okay. I'm going to use my resourceful ability. Okay. I think to uh, grab a rare resource here that will will perhaps help. Okay. Um as we are looking for uh ways to deal with what has been going on. Is there anyone else still in here with me besides Patty or is it yeah, just Yeah, there
0: there are a few people that are pinned by debris further in. Um but uh they're probably your fireman instincts would say you should get the person you can reach to safety first and then think about helping others.
2: Gotcha. Okay.
0: All right. Anyone who's mobile got out thanks to your earlier
2: efforts. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Um, Alright, that said. So I think that the resource that I'm going to come across is I'm kind of uh, sort of reaching around for stuff in here. I'm imagining that there's a piece of equipment, and I, I, I should have looked into this, really, mm-hmm. before doing terribly too much. Mm-hmm. Um... But uh, I am imagining there would be some kind of, yes, actually, I think I've got an idea for one. Um, I was trying to think of a way to fashion a thing not unlike a grappling hook. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I mean, you probably then,
0: have grappling hooks.
2: Yeah, I think we do. We well, see that's the thing is we might, uh, we might actually have like ropes, like rope and grappling hook type deal thing. One of the things uh, around, that was a was a. Yeah.
0: An earlier method of fighting fires was to literally collapse buildings to prevent the, the spread of, of fire. And so you'd have... yeah, Even if it's out of date at this point, you'd still have the
3: stuff lying around. Wow, well, the, they would collapse the building? Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. yeah. Or at least sections of it to try to keep the fire from getting further. Um,
0: Especially in places that didn't have like high-pressure water mains so, and you know before they had fire-suppressing chemicals. It was just if a building was on fire, you probably weren't going to be able to put it out, so better to to create a fire break.
3: Interesting.
2: So, I want to take advantage of, let's see, the the fact that yeah, okay, good, good. Sorry, I'm just <laughs> working mm-hmm. with we're working with what I got here. Um, so, uh, attempting to work quickly as I sort of am, 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 you know, reaching through the molasses, and I can, you know, my hands will close around this uh, this uh, this grapnel mm-hmm. I want to uh, to grab hold of it uh, as I sort of am uh, sort of shouldering shouldering through moving one end of the rope over to patty mm-hmm. get him to hold on to it okay. so that it's gonna be the two of us and I'm kind of wrapping it somewhat around around us a little bit but we've, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to, to rig this right
0: yeah, um, yeah, we, we got this Renzo we got this right.
2: okay all right all right here we go Um, and, uh, I'm essentially going to, I, I, I am imagining now that sections of building have collapsed in, I am going to find a piece of sky. Okay. (laughs) And in an effort to, to, to quickly, to quickly get up and, and away uh, in an effort to sort of, uh, yeah, move around this thing yeah i'm going to actually have to now thinking about it i can't directly attack its it's like if i attack its vigor it's going to it's it's not going to it's still going to give us trouble um, you you can definitely if you attack I either patty yeah.
0: or the the confinement that will kind yeah. of that will be taking away boxes that the flood can yeah. recover later Ultimately. so you're still making yeah. progress yeah. i
2: mean that's fair um, i guess we're going to i'm going to probably try and attack the confinement um in some way here we'll see how it's how we do here
0: since the hook is rare it's boosting it gives a boost already and still does wear and it serves as an edge
2: awesome and so that is uh that's what we're doing we're trying to basically find a piece of sky uh, throw it up there get it hooked around and start yanking us up and out
0: okay so uh what's the number on your that's presumably body against vigor
2: yeah, if it's a if we're going body versus vigor here, unless I'm like trying to shout the uh, the confinement down somehow, um, <laughs> it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be uh, if it's boosted, it's a six.
0: Okay. Hmm. The confinement is going to be able to just barely block that, um, but you're doing wear against it, yeah. um, so it's boosting with tight. Okay. So you have not used up that resource yet because you didn't hit with the attack um but it's now got wear on its vigor which means that it'll be easier to hit it next time and um you toss that hook out this this kind of the probably the opening in this in the back where you kind of where you came in um and you hear it clatter and and hook onto something so you've got this this anchor um that you've got this this slick but but this one's like built for grip this is not a clothesline this is a a fire person firefighters rope so you're able to pull but you're just you're pulling and pulling now patty is is working with you and you feel kind of some of the debris on you shift patty cries out in pain you you i don't know whether you're stuck if you're just stuck or also hurt um but you're not yet able to pull yourself free, but you do have this anchor point now. So let's take a quick break here and chat about, um, I guess, both one of our agenda principles and also um, the weirdness of history. One of our agenda principles is for, for Rosette Diceless, is to make your play story-focused. We want to enable story, simulate interesting conflict, and make sure the story continues even if you fail. Um, So so Rosette Dice is not a a physics-based simulation-y system. It's a system about telling interesting stories. And here we're telling a historical story and a story about a disaster and i'm interested in hearing y'all's thoughts about sort of the spectacle of history we take these events that happen to like real living people like like us and we sort of mythologize and make this make these stories about them and, and tell things like this great molasses flood this weird historical event where the molasses attacked people which Hearing the story initially, you're like, "Ha, that's weird and kind of cute," but in the moment, is not at all this 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 spectacle. It is not this fun story. Are there any thoughts about telling those sort of stories, telling them through role playing?
3: I wrote down what you said last week, which was thinking about the past as a foreign country hmm. and like as something. Um, I mean, I think it's something that you often do when you're taking a um, critical approach, right? You take your commonplaces and you try to make them not your commonplaces. You try to really examine them from new perspectives. So I think that's akin to what we're doing is thinking about a historical period from a new angle, I guess, maybe with a different perspective. Um, which I think is 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 definitely an interesting thing to do,
1: yeah, and I can't help but think about like like the way these things are call- are even named right, like the great molasses flood, like this was not mm-hmm. great it was not great, <laughs> of course they mean great in scale, not in not in fun time, mm-hmm. but even when we talk about depressions and recessions, and like we label these things as if they are magnificent. Because they are important, um,
0: the Great War,
1: the Great it's just War, up for our characters, exactly. And it, even if it's, even if it's not explicitly romanticizing, which I think it is, because colonialism mm. and capitalism and all the things, even if it weren't, it's still, when abstracted, as we as we must abstract it because we do not have access to the nitty gritty, that's the label we have. We either take it or we subvert it right um and in either way we're interacting with that label and i just can't help but think of what like role-playing games i don't know 40 50 years from today are gonna look like when they're looking back Mm -hmm. on let's say i mean let's say 2008 forward the Mm -hmm. massive recession of 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 the obama era plus plus this pandemic what will this be called if they call this the great pandemic i'm going to be very upset <laughs> like <laughs> this is not great <laughs> um <laughs> and so you know we're we're playing in this space but it's still playing it's still such an abstraction and n- nor could we simulate it again we one don't have access to those yeah. details and two ah uh, i would i think I'd rather do something else um than, than than live the flood um but I think it's I think it's tough I think we have to ask ourselves what we want to get out of it what our objectives are um if we're especially you know if we're looking to take a critical look at things what do we what's our lens you know
2: so mm-hmm. yeah well yeah and that's entirely what I was thinking too is that any adaptation of any historical event you do is always going to be done through the lens of whatever present day society is doing.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: It's it's impossible not to, unless you are a time traveler. <laughs> um, it's it, it's your perspective from present day society, or unless you're very sheltered and have been around for a while, as, as <laughs> there are a number of us who are, uh, it seems. Um I I saw I saw a Kickstarter not too long ago that made me slightly angry, and I I won't talk I won't go into detail right now, uh, because I, I have no desire to give them airtime. But per, per, perhaps perhaps afterward we'll have a little chat about that. <laughs> um, but the uh, the the question of how long after an event is it okay to mess with it, right, oh, yeah. in a mm-hmm. fictional sense, yeah. is one that sometimes. Uh, I, uh, I I had to ask myself in the past. It's one that I had thought about for a while. And uh, the answer is going to change constantly because it's always going to be through the lens of what is okay and not okay in present day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and that value is going to shift in the future. It's, it's entirely possible that 20 years from now, there are things that we do now that are going to be entirely unacceptable, mm-hmm. um, or things that uh, we think are of as unacceptable now that suddenly will be um, mm-hmm. amongst a lot of people. This is something This is something I've experienced a little bit firsthand, as I've been around for a little while, um, but uh, it's, it's so, so for those of you who haven't experienced it yet, oh, <laughs> have you got so much to look forward to, because <laughs> it's going to shift, it's going to shift. Um, I don't know in what direction it's going to shift, but it's going to happen. And uh, so I I think that sometimes if you try to set up a hard and fast rule in your head of what do you feel weird playing with Mm -hmm. or not? I think for a lot of people, it's probably things that happened before you were an adult. Um, That's probably something that they have in their heads. Mm -hmm. Um, But always, how you approach it is really going to be with an eye toward how th- or should be with an eye toward what is going to be responsible to do now
3: well also though i mean maybe just even the word play is sort of a tricky term right because As a
0: game designer yeah I
3: <laughs> well yeah i wasn't even gonna say anything about serious games but like, oh no i do feel we have yeah, to cut this um uh, well, but I mean, what I was really thinking about is, you know, just how like play is serious business for small children. As an example, Mm -hmm. you know, children learn through playing, Mm -hmm. like just sitting in the dirt and messing around with things and you figure out how things work and operate. And so like, I think when we think about play, We can mean a lot of different things, but one of the things that we can mean is just sort of um, instead of that we're tinkering with something, right? We're experimenting, we're testing the edges of a thing, and we can undertake that with the same like empathy and kindness and love that we approach, you know, our work, whatever we're calling work. Mm -hmm. or our relationships and so i think it in many ways i mean the way i think about it it maybe has less to do with like how far or close away we are from the thing historically and more the way we're thinking about the thing you know that we're approaching because um you know i don't think play in itself means that we can't Um, be critical or kind or you know Mm -hmm. whatever other things we value and think are important with that particular topic or subject yeah yeah
1: Yeah. and i think i think that that idea around what play is is Mm -hmm. something that i don't know maybe this is something role players every role player learns over the course of their life anyway Mm -hmm. [3] but uh i think that that growth is the maturity of a role player right like I didn't start doing role-play games until I was in college, which I think probably makes me a little old to have to have joined this, this hobby. Uh, there's <laughs> dd d 3.5, so that, that dates it. Um, and playing with a bunch of college kids, we are all pretty callous. We just, just very callous, just haven't really figured out empathy yet. Um, and so play meant cutting loose it meant the freedom to say racial slurs it meant the freedom to do whatever because it was playing um and having been through a variety of games now play means something serious even when it is still you know cutting loose which no longer includes those things i feel like i should say but <laughs> <laughs> but the the 36 year old equivalent of of cutting loose um so yeah i think i think that's a really good point about play is that You know, it's the lesson I wish I had learned younger is that play should be considered and considerate. So, yeah. yeah.
0: And I think that that you go through a similar process when you're doing history, when you're Mm -hmm. like, there are definitely people who I I think that I'm not going to paint all historical reenactors with this brush, but I certainly think that there are people who do historical reenactment as a form of play. In a sense, to explore the things that are forbidden in our current era, maybe for a good reason.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: I think that you can do that very uncritically. You can probably do it critically, but um, I think that's a that's a thing that I think historians run into, like mythologizing war in a way where they're fascinated with the details, but not necessarily approaching it with with uh with empathy
2: yeah. yeah yeah there are plenty of people older than me who never grow out of it uh, <laughs> out of that See, so you actually matured <laughs> fair and enough i know folks who did not yeah uh yeah and it's uh yeah so it, it's really a it's really a question of trying to actually pay
1: attention to the world yeah line up your intentionality well, you can always
0: start anytime <laughs> There were some things discussed there that I am very excited to see uh, what y'all think of how this, where this campaign is going. So we will get back to the middle of this disaster. So, Lorenzo, you are covered in this muck. Um, you're, You're tasting this, this sweetness but it's not um this is not table molasses um even molasses is a kind of a funky sweetener i don't know if if in real life you've had much of it um but it's it's a pretty pretty funky got kind of a bitterness to it a weird weird undertones um but this is this is industrial molasses this is after you've taken everything edible out of the sugar cane you keep going and pull out stuff that humans wouldn't want to consume so this is just funky and and there's a sweetness to it but it's also just just not all sort of weird aftertastes and scorched flavors and just nothing pleasant but with this weird cloying quality to it um and you're you're pulling on this rope with lorenzo kind of helping and bracing against you um or no sorry with patty lorenzo is is pulling patty's helping um and uh you kind of feel him him his grip shift a little bit and uh he looks at you and he says uh hey uh what does he call you renzo renz yeah renzo hey renzo uh look uh i sure i sure do want uh you to buy what was it drinks lunch both uh
2: that that uh i think it was gonna cancel our debt oh yeah yeah. (laughs) uh, Uh, was gonna cancel his poker debt
0: (laughs) he says "I, i i sure sure do i'm looking forward to that debt being canceled but uh hey listen uh i'm trapped pretty good right now so uh maybe maybe i think i'm good for a bit maybe you should leave me here and uh and you know go get some more help uh this is an attack um he is taking advantage of the fact that he is injured um does he have an edge here um I think he's got an edge of obligation I think that he's he's done things for you that that uh that would make you likely to trust what he's saying and uh he's kind of trying to get you to leave him behind um so this is an attack of six bold against your nerve
2: okay I have a good nerve Um, It's taken a little wear, but it's still. I, I, but I can still do a thing to uh, help it out here. I can fork in either body or charm here to boost my nerve to a seven. Okay. But uh, I just need to figure out which thing I want to use. That's really uh, mostly all we were talking about.
0: So a skill, a quirk, a tie. You could highlight your secret. You could say you could remind. Have your (laughs) secret brought into it.
2: So a skill, a quirk, or a tie. Okay. Yeah. The one that's going to come to mind here that I think I can go ahead and knock out is I think I'm going to make use of of my family person quirk. Okay. Um, and the uh, in in invoking, well, you'll see how I invoke it. <laughs> I just sort of look and I just sort of shake my head and say, Patty, Patty, what are you doing? We are brothers. I do not leave a brother behind. Says, now stand up. You're embarrassing me. <laughs> and, uh, I will come down and I'm trying to help him and help him. He, even though he's probably he's he, he probably uh, not necessarily in a position to get to his feet, I'm sort of like uh, yeah. uh, reaching down and I'm, I'm I'm trying all the harder to 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 yank him closer to me as we're move as we're moving toward uh, the place that I have hooked currently.
0: Yeah, as you're as you're pulling, he's clearly so he's his his legs are pinned, so he's clearly this pulling is, is hurting him. But he uh, he kind of laughs and he says, uh, "If you're my if you're my brother, then my mom's got some answering to do." But. Uh, <laughs> I appreciate the sentiment. <laughs> and you've taken wear on your nerve, so it's it's lower until you you get hit on it, but you're good for now. And Harmony, you are kind of clinging to the edge of this of this pit. You're scrambling up, kind of using this increasingly molasses-slicked rope to to keep yourself up. And you can see sam pinned across this this hole from you and this this mire this that's that's in the in the cellar with this person struggling to get out who's increasingly the the molasses is rising and rising on them and they're now at the point where they're having trouble breathing um what do you do
3: (laughs) that's a good question
0: you've got this uh this person in the in the pit i'm calling the pit an obstacle um, and then you've also got the flood, which is currently still diverted. In that case, that was that's in Lorenzo's area, but uh, we can you can still target the affliction and, and kind of have it be a dramatic narrative thing.
3: Uh, and that's the only affliction, correct? Currently, is diverted. Okay, so a resource I have is this clothesline. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking about how to use that somehow. I think what I want to do is try and use the clothesline and maybe try and wrap it around some part of Sam so that I can try and haul Sam up with me.
0: Okay. I've been envisioning Sam as being on the other side of the pit from you. So in that case, I think the attack would be getting to Sam. All right. Because I think you're kind of on the street side and Sam has been up against the building. So you've got this pit between you and him.
3: All right. Then I am going to attempt to get over to where Sam is so that I can do something. Okay. There. And can you use a resource as an edge? Is it only for blocking?
0: That's that's mostly what they're for. Resources. Give you edges or block edges.
3: Okay, then I think I want to do this in boost with my tie with Sam. Okay. And I'll use the clothesline as an edge. I yeah. I mean ideally I would like to be taking a witty approach at um at this endeavor of crossing the pit instead of a physical approach. Okay. Because I am much wittier than I am <laughs> vigorous.
0: <laughs> so you're targeting the flood here? I think so. Okay. I think so. So what how are you being clever or charming in how you
3: do this? I don't think it's charming, but I I think I could be taking a clever approach to crossing and I'm certainly not being fast because I can't be. So I'm probably taking a very measured, thoughtful approach. Maybe I'm going to use the clothesline to, hmm, yeah. Like I could use it to, I've already got it tied to something. Mm-hmm. So I can try and oh, it's still going to be difficult. I'm well, it's going to be that, difficult. Well, but, yeah.
0: <laughs> so you're you're panicked, right? So So this careful mm-hmm. thing might be just kind of like, very slowly like just or frantically making slow progress but frantically like putting your foot one place and having that bit collapse but but finding another place to to plant your foot and just just scrambling it would it probably would look very very awkward and nerve-wracking as you're just picking your way across sending rubble everywhere
3: yeah i think you're right like it's very sporadic looking um but it's probably actually a sort of process of okay where is a place where i can land okay let me not panic (laughs) here's a place i can land let me not panic as i try to get over to where sam is
0: so that attack is what
3: an eight okay
0: so against the Flood's Wits, that absolutely hits. It's not going to bother trying to block. You did boost um, I with did. the tie, and so it will take one piece of stress from just the fact that it's an attack, and then it will absorb the stress from the edge by taking um, quieting. As you're moving, you're noticing that the buildings are, are have have stopped actively crumbling. There's no longer a strong flow Of this molasses it's sort of settled where it is the sparking power lines have stopped sparking just things are things are now more stable than they have been the person down in the basement is still having trouble but but it looks like it's stopped filling for now or or slowed slow enough drip that they're able to kind of take a more measured approach down there and you manage to pick your way across this clothesline to get next to Sam Um, Sam you can see like Harmony's taken some risks to try and get to you
3: And um, And I say Sam, rage, rage Against the dying of the light <laughs> <laughs> Be careful
0: <laughs> And at that moment <laughs> The rope has been Strung, was strung From that metal support Kind of through some stuff in the bar And over to that piton And then down into the pit. That has half collapsed. The person down in the pit does one big haul on that rope, um, just because they—I mean—they can't really see what's going on still, and um, it risks both being yanked out of your hand and also that extra pressure might just pull you down into the cellar harmony. Um, So this is an attack with the daunting skill, with the edge of impact. Okay. Just sheer the sheer force involved here. Um, so that is an attack of eight. A bold attack of eight against your vicar.
3: Oh, okay. Just an eight. So... With an edge. Uh, Alright. So I am going to have to take it. Definitely, I'll just let go of the mm-hmm. clothesline. And um, I think that is like sacrificing it to block the edge. Okay. Pretty, pretty literally. (laughs) Okay. And then I think I have no choice but to take another stress.
0: Okay. Where does that put you?
3: That puts me at only one open stress box left. Wow, okay. And uh, full afflictions.
0: Where do you end up physically? There's this mostly collapsed bar with uh, Sam at the edge of the pit.
3: Yeah, I wind up precariously balanced at the edge of this pit still panicking, still exposed and uh, things are not looking good
0: okay, and the edge of the pit underneath you is still slick and slippery as as this, this you know it's, it's no longer a flow but it's still just like hard to get a grip on because everything is covered in this Thick layer of molasses. And the Flood is going to attack. It is messy and has an edge of molasses. So this is an attack of ten on your vigor.
1: It it just it it just attacked with an edge of it me. (laughs) Yep.
0: God. So I think that
3: I guess there's no appealing to the molasses us messy bitches have to stick together.
0: i think that's i think that's it for you right
3: i think it's it for me
0: so what happens as you're struggling to keep your grip on this ledge
3: i fail to keep a grip on the ledge and slip off of it into the
1: pit sam is just like frantically trying and failing to to grasp or reach or something to keep her from falling
0: do you manage to grab for a second and then slip away? Or can you just not reach at all?
1: That sounds delightfully dramatic.
3: Uh yeah, yeah. I think we 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 grasp hands for a moment, but our our palms and fingers are so slick with molasses that we can't hold on and Yeah.
0: Do you just splash into this cellar full of molasses?
3: Well, so I splash into the pit of molasses and i try to keep my head above the molasses but i can't Mm -hmm. so i'm going to like just kind of disappear into the molasses although i'd like to have a sort of poetic line to say before i go beneath the surface how about this sam And then my heart, with pleasure filled, and dances with the daffodils. Oh no, <laughs> Harmony!
0: And Lorenzo, mm-hmm. you are still pulling on this, and you've you've s- chosen to stay with Patty. And as part of that, you're still just what is what? Actually, maybe maybe you can tell me what is how is this messy molasses threatening you
2: with a 10? Okay. So I have, uh, I have two stress boxes left, mm-hmm. and so my thought is it's time to begin sacrificing resources, if nothing else, mm-hmm. or, or continue sacrificing resources, because I already sacrificed a resource a moment ago. But I think that the uh, the level is starting to bubble up. Mm-hmm. It's starting to actually... There's more molasses getting in from somewhere. There is mm-hmm. more structural damage to the building than we thought, and it's starting to rise inside the firehouse. Mm-hmm. And so it's coming up. It's coming up on us. And uh, so maybe if it was if I was if it was up to my uh, up to my thighs, at this point it's up to my waist. Mm-hmm. And it's it's starting to rise higher at a faster rate.
3: Is that a song that people used to sing in Sunday school?
2: There is a song I think that is related to rising Rising
3: like floodwater. Uh
2: rising liquid, yeah, you know, rising floodwater. I can't mm-hmm. remember. There, there are there are a couple of there's also a Johnny Cash song I think. Um <laughs> Hmm. that said something to do with like a x number of feet high and rising. I remember that song as well.
3: Oh, I might be thinking about the Anaconda song about getting eaten.
2: <laughs> could be, could be. I
0: don't know that um,
3: one. I thought about Sir Mix-a-Lot at first. I was like, "Really? That's a, <laughs> that's a weird
1: weird pull."
0: <laughs> so are you like pop propping yourself up with a fire axe and in yeah, the process so, so, like rendering it unusable?
2: Yeah, so the way so what's happening is that as this is rising, I am Basically, leveraging underneath where uh, where Paddy is to try to get him unstuck, mm-hmm. um, so he so I can pull him along with me. I'm already tied to him mm-hmm. by this rope, and so I'm uh, I I I'm I jam the fire axe down and and use it to move one of the fallen beams, mm-hmm. and in so doing, I can't get the the uh, it's the the pick the fireman's pick rather. I, I can't get it back up out and out so I have to leave it there. I think as we are trying to move now we have to move up and we have to mm-hmm. do it fast.
0: All right, you're struggling to move up and as that's happening you're you are realizing that kind of this space that you've been working your way through um, with the with the rising level of the molasses and sort of this this you increasingly kind of getting more entwined with Patty's situation. Your confinement is growing more and more dangerous, and it shifts as part of your, your levering, and uh, it's threatening to uh, to trap your leg in a more, more serious way. Um, so this is an attack from the confinement. It's crushing. Um, it's using its edge of pressure and attacking your vigor with a six. Bold.
2: Okay, so all I can, the only move I have left mm-hmm. is to, uh, at this point, assuming I'm reading this right, is to sacrifice the rare resource that okay. I just picked up, um, which I believe means I would succeed at the, mm-hmm. at the challenge, is that correct? Yep. Okay. Um, so I think what I end up having to do as this confinement is crushing, I'm like, I need to make a big enough opening mm-hmm. for us to start trying to climb up out of. Mm-hmm. And we're, we're currently blocked by something. I'm like, I just shake my head. I'm like, ah, hell. Um, and uh, I yank on it mightily mm-hmm. and a big chunk of uh, a big chunk of what's in front of us. I assume, I'm i imagining we're sort of coming up through sort of a corner of the ceiling or something like that. That makes sense, yeah. As, as we're sort of trying to get up on tables and what have you. Um, and a big chunk of it comes out uh, as it does so, splashing back down, I'm able to pretty much keep us together, and we might be able to climb from here, perhaps, but the, uh, the hook uh, that, is, uh, that is on the end of this rope is no longer with us. Okay. Okay. Um, I think it. I think maybe the the it, it, it's gonna uh, either come off the end of the rope, or I'm gonna have to just. We're gonna have to do something <laughs> to yeah. uh, to untangle ourselves as we uh, as we proceed. But uh, we can't use it as a hook anymore.
0: So, with that rare resource sacrificed, you don't take wear from that attack. And um, I am going to have the flood reabsorb your confinement, and I'll say you are no longer confined um but it, it will since you never actually did any stress against it it will take that stress back um but it is your turn uh unbeknownst to you both Sam and Harmony are are unable to to do much somewhere across this this neighborhood um but you still have Patty that you're trying to help who's mostly out um but still kind of is is badly injured Um, and then you've got the flood still as a, as a problem.
2: Okay. So real talk here for just a Mm -hmm. second. Um, the flood has how many boxes left right now?
0: Uh, it's got five boxes.
2: (laughs)
1: Holy shit. You got this. You got this. I,
0: I don't think you've got this mechanically. I, I, you I do not. I have one
2: stress box left. Mm -hmm. So what I would like to do, if I may Mm -hmm. perhaps engage in a tiny bit of narration. Sure. Um, Please. uh, is I think that my final attack action is going to be helping with Patty. Um, I'm actually going to to focus on Patty. Okay. And uh, I think what's going to happen is we're going to climb our way up onto the roof and see that we are freaking surrounded with nothing to gain purchase on outside of this building. The molasses are actually coming up to the point of the roof, and probably, you know, we're looking up and maybe there's there's more pouring down from somewhere that's mm-hmm. very clearly going to get us, and in the position we're in, we are, we we know that there's a, wa- a another little wave coming and it's going to get us,
1: mm-hmm.
2: so as I'm just sort of looking around, and we're both sort of up there on the roof looking around, I'm just going to... Just kind of look around, shaking my head, seeing that there's, there's no way out of this. And, uh, I just sort of turned to him and uh, seeing how he is, I'm like, Hey, come on, man. Hey, Hey, let's sit down for a sec. And, uh, I'm going to pull out like the, may- maybe it's like somewhere, somewhere in, uh, c- concealed in one in my jacket pocket. I've got like a couple of cigars. Maybe you very occasionally smoke cigars, and it's like just like after. And the the rule is you don't do it until after. You, you don't smoke the cigar until the end of the mission, uh-huh. right? And uh, just sort of sort of. Hey, come on, come on, come on! Sit down, sit down. And uh, as as we're sort of sitting there, because I'm trying to take his mind off the fact that we're both
0: about to die. Uh-huh. Um. I mean, and. Takes a yeah. cigar, yeah. and it's probably ridiculous at this point because those cigars are not at all flammable anymore. They're just—they've got to be soaked, right?
2: Yeah, probably. <laughs> Pro- yes, yeah, definitely. They're 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 definitely soaked. I'm like, well, we can at least. And just sort of a, so so he takes it and sort of is like almost pretending to puff on it. He's just like, eh, well. You remember. uh Remember the other night, um, when, uh, when you beat my ass at, uh, at Billiards? Yeah. And yeah. we were, we were...
0: Not just the other night.
2: Oh, uh, that's true. That, that's true. And we were both drunk off our asses and, uh, remember we tried to impress those, uh, those ladies we saw at the, uh, at the entrance of the bar with our, uh with our inestimable singing skills
0: <laughs> hey my i my singing skills are plenty estimable
2: are you oh really you really you got it you got it come on here i'll start will oh, start on how many got we were sailing along on moonlight bay come on don't leave me hanging he, here he, uh, we could hear he sings the voices along. sing they seem to say. And
0: there's you see drips you and drops of molasses coming down.
2: Now don't go away.
0: And I think the uh, the camera Please just pulls back soul, out, soul, and we see soul, soul, the full devastation of this neighborhood. Buildings collapsed, and then we hear kind of a splat and a crumble as the firehouse settles just a little bit more. Fuck. And. fade to black and then the three of you open your eyes and you're sitting in at first you think you're sitting in a garden you're on a bench sitting side by side and there's grass underneath you just the most beautiful bright green grass just lush but also completely manicured like like on the lawn of a mansion like just every blade the same height no patches of of dirt at all and uh you can smell the 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 harbor um you think but it's it smells nicer like it doesn't the harbor usually just smells like sewage and 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 like chemicals and stuff but it smells like the sea and at your initial like just looking around you realize that you're sitting like in a park on the edge of a of a what looks like a baseball diamond um and all around are like buildings that are weirdly tall like huge you, you've seen skyscrapers before these are enormous, like it's like an entire city of skyscrapers. And uh, you, you see a hill ahead of you and there's a there's a person that initially probably just in this overwhelming event, you're, you're kind of glancing past who's who's standing in front of you all. Um, but gradually you recognize the surroundings. You're on the north end of Boston. You are in the same place where you just were, but it hasn't been destroyed. You're in a park, a nice park, a really, really nice park. And there are cars on the street outside the park, and there are like no cars you've ever seen. And there are boats out in the in the harbor, and they are strange. They're completely alien. Uh, you see a plane flying overhead, but it's strange and silver and and just completely differently shaped than any plane you've ever seen. And standing in front of you is uh, a person. It's a person that you recognize, Sam, because you've seen them before. Mm-hmm. Um, they're wearing those weird blue trousers that, again, they look like work overalls. They look like they're made of that heavy blue denim cotton, but they are—they only go to the waist. Um, they don't have the overall part. Um, they're wearing this bright red, um, like, hooded sweater. Um, and uh, they're just, like, taking off this weird orange vest they had over it that has the shiny strips on it. Um, okay. And they look at the three of you. Yeah?
1: Hold on. Describe the pants situation again, because I'm unclear if they're just wearing blue jeans. <laughs>
0: They're wearing blue jeans. Okay,
1: but okay. You've never
0: seen blue jeans before in your life.
1: Uh,
0: uh, re- and really? they look at you. Yep. And they look at you and they say, "Well, hey folks, uh, welcome to 2019."
3: The good old days. Try as they might,
1: they'd all lose the fight against the dark and tidal mound.
3: Houses would tumble, the L track to
0: crumble Next time, on Tabletop Garden, The Great Molasses Flood There's this group of creatures, we're calling them the cut-up men We think they changed what was supposed to happen
1: What trick is this? How'd you, how'd you do it?
2: We're at a newsstand, so I see that that's the headline of the paper And that's where it sort of registers
3: Uh... So anyway, like, how do you go about founding your religion?
0: Where are you on January 6th when you read that Teddy Roosevelt is dead? Rosette Diceless was created by Future Proof Games and can be found at rosetterpg.com. Our theme song is Great Molasses Disaster by Robin Egner and Parlor Game, available under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial Sharealike 3.0 license. You can find more on Tabletop Garden at tabletop.garden, and you can support my work and get episodes early at patreon.com slash Gregory Avery Weir.